Blog Talk Radio. The Proverbs 31 woman is a rare gem. How do we become like her? This show will take a look at this incredible woman, her man, and her money. You have tuned in to Debt Free Wealth Radio. Trudy Behrman here. Our website is debtfreewealthradio.com. Debt Free Wealth Radio is a production of trudybehrman.com. Thank you for taking us along with you as you're listening in on your mobile phone, on the web, through Stitcher Radio or iTunes Podcast. Welcome. I invite you to come on board as we explore all things money that helps breadwinners enjoy lifestyle upgrades, the debt-free wealth way, and move Christians to embrace the Bible as a practical, relevant guide to business. Let me guide you to debt-free wealth. Today's topic is men as wives, the Proverbs 31 wife, her man, and her money. Most Christians have at some point in their lives read Proverbs 31. Verses 10 through 31 speak directly about this incredible wife, and it describes a person of fantastical proportions. In fact, I would venture to say if she exists, She's definitely a prize for sure. So let me read what Proverbs 31, 10 through through 31 says, and I'll be reading from the complete Jewish Bible rendition. Here it goes. Who can find a capable wife? Her value is beyond that of pearls. Her husband trusts her from his heart, and she will prove a great asset to him. She works to bring him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She procures a supply of wool and flax and works with willing hands. She is like those merchant vessels, bringing her food from far away. It is still dark when she rises to give food to her household and orders to the young women serving her. She considers a field, then buys it, and from her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She gathers her her strength around her and throws herself into her work. She sees that her business affairs go well. Her lamp stays lit at night. She puts her hand to the staff with the flax. Her fingers hold the spinning rod. She reaches out to embrace the poor and opens her arms to the needy. When it snows, she has no fear for her household since all of them are doubly clothed. She makes her own quilts. She's clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband is known at the city gates, and he sits with the leaders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them. She supplies the merchants with sashes. Clothed with strength and dignity, she can laugh at the days to come. When she opens her mouth, she speaks wisely. On her tongue is loving instruction. She watches how things go in her house, not eating the bread of idleness. Her children arise. They make her happy, her husband too, as he praises her. Many women have done wonderful things, but you surpass them all. Charm can lie, 
beauty can vanish, but a woman who fears Adonai should be praised. Give her a share in what she produces. Let her work speak her praises at the city gates. There's so much here for us to dive into, and this is actually going to end up being a two-part series. And if you like what you hear here today, I will let you know before the show is over how you can access part two later. The first thing I want to do is to break this passage down into the key points about this particular wife. And then I'll tackle them through the concept of men as wives, the Proverbs 31's wife, her man, and her money. Okay? So let's talk about the fact that Proverbs 31, 10 through 31, talks about a wife, a wife. I want to state right here that I am speaking to men here too. I will make a case for why this passage is not just for women. So stay tuned for men as brides. So part one, point number one in breaking down this whole passage is this is talking about a wife. And that, for me, includes the men, so stay tuned. Her husband trusts her and sees her as an asset. She's resourceful. Hold on one second. that, but even in the studio, if the dog dog gets barking, it it comes through. Anyway, sorry about that. So number one, Proverbs 31, 10 through 31 is talking about a wife, and it includes the men, so stay tuned for that. Number two, her husband trusts her and sees her as an asset. Three, she's resourceful. Four, she's an early riser. Five, she's a real estate investor. Six, she works hard. Seven, she ensures her work is profitable. Eight, she has functional life skills. Nine, she's generous to the less fortunate. Ten, she has preparations for the future in place. Eleven, she dresses royally. Twelve, her husband is well-known, a respected leader in his community. Thirteen, she's an entrepreneur. Fourteen, she is not a a warrior, as in worrying. Fifteen, she's wise and loving in her conversation. Sixteen, she's a good manager. 17, she's not a procrastinator, nor is idle. 18, her children do well for themselves in life. 19, her children love her. 20, her husband has lots of good things to say about her, and he says them to her. 21, she sets a high standard for those around her. 22, her beauty is beyond physical appearance. And 23, what she does offers benefits What she does, others benefit from the most, and they need to remember to give her credit because she may be overlooked for all she does. That was a whole lot right there, and and trust me, this this could be a a conversation that goes on for a long time. Now, I want to tell you that this list of 23 items is actually a list that I have written out, and it sits right on my cork board, right on my desk, and I'm staring at this list 
right now, even as I'm recording this show. I literally have have gone through this list myself, and I've tried to line up my life by it, and I'm happy to report that I've been able to check off many of these items, although I totally get it that none of these checks are meant to be a one-time experience, and in every case, I have much to improve and all to be repeated consistently. You see, I want to be this woman. And if you do too, then the first thing to becoming the person you want to be is to clearly define what that means. Let me say that again. If you want to, if you, the first thing to becoming the person you want to be is to clearly define what that means. I am totally prepared to abandon my natural tendencies and reform my life with this superior version as outlined outlined by the Bible. And I know this is where literally this, this whole topic today can get very controversial with regard to secular teaching. Today, the biggest self-help area and coaching practices are being built on helping us be what they call our authentic self. Or authentic self. However, for us Christians who accept the Bible as infallible word of God, we know that the Bible tells us that we fall short of the glory of God. It teaches us to be holy as God is holy. It asks us to be more like Jesus. It tells us to be born again, literally setting aside the old self, renewing our minds and allowing ourselves to be under the control of the Holy Spirit. In other words, the Bible is very contradictory to the ways of the world. And if you can accept this, then the only authentic self that we are trying to emulate is the self that God would have us be, not our natural carnal self, which is a very sinful version of who God would have us be. The Proverbs 31 woman is a perfect ideal, and I'm not sure that we're truly capable of being this in our humanity. However, she gives us a standard to work towards, and with Christ, we can do all things. Philippians 4 verse 13 promises us that despite our human failings with Christ's help, we can get pretty close while sojourning here on this side of eternity. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So let's jump into this, shall we? Number one, Proverbs 31, 10 through 31, talks about a wife. And a wife has a husband, correct? So let me reiterate that the Bible refers to Christians as the bride of Christ. You see where I'm going with this here, men as wives. We're not talking about a gender issue here. Gender-wise, you are male. Genetically, DNA-wise, you are male. However, because the Bible refers to Christians as the bride of Christ, a man can be a wife. And I am not making any homosexual overtones here. I am straight up saying the Bible refers to Christians as the bride of Christ. And when men identify themselves as Christians, they therefore fall into the category of the bride or the wife. And Jesus is portrayed as the groom. Mark 2 verses 18 through 20 says, Once 
When Jesus when, Once when John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting, some people came to Jesus and asked, Why don't your disciples fast like John's disciples and the Pharisees do? Jesus replied, Do wedding guests fast when, while celebrating with the groom? Of course not. They can't fast while the groom is with them, but someday the groom will be taken away from them and then they will fast. The disciples were men, yet Jesus clearly identified himself as the bridegroom. Revelations 19 verse 7 says, let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him for the marriage of the lamb is come and his wife has made herself ready. Second Corinthians uh, 11 verse 2, for I'm jealous over you with godly jealousy for I have espoused you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. Also in the parable of the ten virgins in Matthew 25 verses 1 through 13, the guys, the bride of Christ, if you identify as yourself as a Christian, you are part of the church. You are part of the bride of Christ. So men absolutely can be wise. This, uh, so I, I hope that that is, is clear. And while it may seem controversial on the surface, this is, I'm no theologian, guys. I just want you to say this is just my take on this. Single ladies, Nothing wrong with staying single here on earth if that's the way life works out for you. Remember, if you are in Christ, you already have a husband. However, if you hope to get married while on earth, then prepare now to be this woman, this Proverbs 31 woman, and you're likely to be so dang attractive that the right man will absolutely desire you. So Proverbs 31 is talking about a wife. This is crucial because wives are asked to submit to their husbands in Ephesians 5 verse 22. And if we're submitting to our husbands, people, we're submitting we're submitting to Christ. And this is why I feel this reference is less about an earthly marriage contract and more about our relationship with Christ and becoming this standard set out in Proverbs 31 that has been set out for us. So I hope I've established this fundamental principle, which in many ways is very controversial. Establishing our authentic self as seen by Christ, not as the world is trying to encourage us to be who we who we naturally are, but to be how, how God would have us to be, to submit to Christ. And this standard here that is set out for us in Proverbs 31 is a standard to work towards. And men, absolutely, if you identify as Christians, you become part of the bride of Christ. So from here on, I'm going to refer to Proverbs 31 wife as she. So, but remember, I'm including men. So the topic for today's show was men as wives, the Proverbs 31 wife, her man, and her money. I think I've established a case case for men as wives. So let's talk about the Proverbs 31 husband. And as I said, this show is going to have to be two-part, please. I've already run over my time, and I'm stealing time in this show to continue. I, I meant for this to be a 15-minute show for, for you to pick up part for you to pick up part two later, but I'm going to run on and, and extend this a little bit. So I'm going to talk about now the Proverbs 31 husband. Have you ever heard about the Proverbs 31 husband? A friend of mine pointed this out to me. Thank you, Jay Lippy. I do thank you for pointing this out for me. Uh, so clearly I've defined the groom as Jesus, but let's take this down to an earthly uh, situation, apply it to us humans for a bit. There is a Proverbs 31 husband. He is, refer he is referenced a few times in this passage. He's referenced in verse 2, in verse 23, and in verse 28. In verse, tw in verse 2, it says, her husband trusts 
her and sees her as an asset. Ladies, this is huge. When you consider the divorce statistics, there really is no difference in the numbers of divorces amongst Christians as non-Christians. Many divorces are happening for trust issues and even more on money issues, which sometimes comes back to trust issues. Trust and assets have the ability to bring us closer together as a couple or to tear us apart. Trust and assets have the ability to bring us closer together as a couple or to tear us apart. This is huge. The Old Testament is full of discussion of God's fury over the idolatry and prostitution of Israel. And that led to his favor being removed. Now we have Jesus and salvation. Let us not abuse this. Romans 16, Romans 6 verse 15 says, therefore, what conclusion should we reach? Let's go on sinning because we're not under legalism, but under grace. Heaven forbid. So ladies, you know, bride of Christ, let me just, I know this is not what you've ever heard. I know I've listened to all the Proverbs 31 stuff. I've been following the Proverbs 31 woman for a long time. I know that my message to you today is very, very different. It is very branded to Trudy Behrman's Debt-Free Wealth Show, I very Christian-oriented show, very money-oriented show, and it's all, and trust me, I'm bringing all this to the money. But guys, trust and assets. Women, trust and assets. Church, Bride of Christ, trust and assets. These two concepts can bring us closer together as a couple or tear us apart, no different in our relationship to Jesus. Now, verse 23 says, her husband is known at the city gates where he sits with the leaders of the land. Now, I'm not going to go into the history. If you're a Bible reader, you know in the Jewish culture of that time, the leaders sat at the city gates. They were the gatekeepers. Until in this day and age, the leaders are still our gatekeepers. They still are our protection mechanism. That was what's going on here. You talk about the city gates. Gates were built for uh, protecting what was inside from what was possibly coming in from outside. That's what our husbands do for us, ladies, or should be doing for us. That's what Jesus does for us. And as a leader, they sit at the city gates. Now, here's the thing. This is my personal favorite verse in this whole chapter, verse 23. Her husband is known at the city gates where he sits with the leaders of the land. I have personally made a point of building my husband's ego. I have never tried to change him or mold him into what I see as his potential. I just love him as he is. Of course, I married a fantastic man to begin with. However, he has naturally worked himself to become a better man, not because I nagged him into it, but because over the 17 years, I have given this man tons of respect. I let him know that I respect him. I let him feel respected, appreciated, honored, and loved. Now, this didn't come naturally for me, guys, because many men find me intimidating. Little old me, five foot ten, Trudy Behrman over here, a lot of men over in my lifetime have found me intimidating. And my son used to laugh as he told me how his football coaches and his martial arts sensei were intimidated by me. I'm actually very harmless, loving and generous, confident and strong, but that is is somehow how I come off to a lot of people. But I look for opportunities to elevate my husband. I encourage him. Ladies, Many men find themselves in affairs, not because they don't love you, but because these other women are taking the time to make your man feel important, something that you used to do for him. Now, if you make him feel important, respected, he will not need to find that need and fill it somewhere else. And this is not a show about saving your marriage. I'm just giving you just a hard, cold fact, and men should never 
sheet for whatever reason, even if you are dissing him in this area, but the point is just make it easier for him. If you respect your man and make him feel honored, he's not going to have to fill that need somewhere else. Uh, when a man steps up his game, he will know he will get noticed in the workplace, by his employees, within the church, and so on. So if you're giving your man honor and respect, he's going to feel that way. And if he feels that way, he'll see himself as a man to be respected and honored, and he will act accordingly, and that's going to step up his game. And over time, your man also will be sitting with the leaders in his community. Are you contributing this to your husband? But on a spiritual note, are you elevating Jesus, your groom? Are you honoring him? Is Jesus being elevated in your world? Ladies, I'm getting goosebumps as I'm telling you this because I'm very much speaking to myself as I'm speaking to you. And if there are any gentlemen listening, and I'm hoping that you are, um, mostly women listen to me, but uh, if you're in the audience, gentlemen, please, are you lifting your um, your bridegroom up. Verse 28 also is talking about her husband. It said, her children arise, they make her happy, her husband too, as he praises her. What would your husband say about you when you're not around? What would your husband say about you to your face? What would Jesus say about you to the Father? I'd like that to sink in for a little bit. You know, the other day, my husband surprised me when he said, out of the blue, he just said, you know, Trudy, I think one day the roof is going to blow off on all that you're doing, and overnight, you're going to be a huge success. Whoa, when he told me that, I was floored. Honestly, I, <laughs> my husband's been the main breadwinner. Yeah, I make money, and I do contribute to the household, but, you know, I, I, I work from home. I homeschool my kid, and, you know, I, a lot of times I've thought that my husband just sees what I do as just, you know, self-entertaining, just something for me to do while I'm here with the kids. But when he told me that, that he thought the roof was going to blow off of what I was doing and that I'd overnight become a huge success, it spoke volumes to me. He's very much aware of what I'm doing, and he very much sees value in what I'm doing, <laughs> just like what I'm doing for you right now. So, ladies, if you're doing things the right way, if you're working to become the Proverbs 31 woman, Whatever are your natural tendencies, give it over to God and let him mold you like the potter molding the clay into this ideal woman. And your life will begin to change as I'm beginning to enjoy in mine. Now, like I said, we're going to have a part two because I need to talk about this, the Proverbs 31 woman's money. we got to talk about her money. So after this show, when I'm done, I'm going to put a link inside the show page for those of you who would like to listen to part two. Now, you're going to have to access this. You've got to let me know you want to hear this part. Um, so you're going to, there's two ways to get it. You can co um, text me using the code word me debt free, no spaces, me debt free, and send that to 77948 or on your smartphone and tell me that you want the Proverbs 31 part two. Now, if you're not a smartphone user, your other option would be to send me an email to trudy at trudybearman.com and tell me that you want part two of this show. I will be recording that show portion later, and then I will make it available. Now, I will put all this information built back into the show page, so you, however you found this show today in the description area, I will you know, put this information there for you to go back to it and see it. 
So, guys, I challenge all leaders, entrepreneurs, authors, and coaches to step into your moment. I really hope the show was of value to you, and I hope that you'll like, comment, share, and really uh, participate and subscribe to my stuff. Now, the easiest way to connect with me is to download my app to your smartphone. No more typing in on websites, guys. Just go to the Google Play Store and search for Trudy Behrman. Download my free app to your Android device. I'm already on iTunes. However, the app for the Apple device will come soon. I hope you'll join me for part two, but at least join me next week on Debt Free Wealth Radio. Thank you for tuning in to today's show. 2014 is the year for your abundance. So let's pick up the momentum and press on for the prize of the high calling in Jesus Christ. Trudy Behrman here saying I love you all and I'll see you next week.